My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Today, within the Liberal Cube, it's TV Tuesday. That is the letter T, followed by the letter V, followed by the word Tuesday. Hmm. In case you're spelling along. Tuesday is within the Liberal Cube. Of course, we discuss pumpernickel bread. What? Why would we do such a silly thing? We do not. I am joking. That is a joke. Let's tell jokes. Something I say at the top of just about every show is that there will be spoilers. I think this spoiler warning on this particular episode is very important because I only have two shows, but for each show, it is in fact the season finale of each show. So... Uh, extra spoilery when it's the season finale, is it not? It is. Question asked and answered. The other thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on the old iTunes, because that, my friends, is what helps podcasts the most. The most. Other than, I guess, maybe that million dollars would probably help slightly more, but still, they're pretty close. It's a close second. A last piece of podcast-related business before we hop right into TV Tuesdays, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Dexter Morgan Cleaning Company Limited. Once again, today's sponsor is the Dexter Morgan Cleaning Company Limited. Let us handle your messiest of daily messes, be they blood or other types of blood, we'll get the job done. Okay, so that's a little bit of a hint, I suppose, or is it not a hint so much as just a coincidence that today's sponsor also has to do with the season finale of season four of Dexter of, no, that that last of was just added because I was kind of in a flow there. It didn't actually need to be an of. No ofs. No ofs for you. So, uh, I didn't bring back too much this season of Dexter. Uh, I think all I did was maybe the first three episodes, just to kind of give you a little tease, which probably I'm going to bring back the first couple of episodes of season five uh, as well, because the first couple and the last are really the most important, and it's what happens in between that sort of gets you from point A to point B, right? That makes that makes a sort of sense. Sure, why not? So uh, this season, season four, was the one I was sort of most looking forward to, just because I knew the sort of uh, uber bad guy for the whole season was going to be Mr. John Lithgow. And I could say, quite comfortably, 
that he is one of the best bad guys in anything I've ever seen. Just top, top notch across the board. Not sort of one-dimensional. Amped up the craziness. Good all around. Uh, and just why not get this giant friggin' spoiler out of the way off the bat. Uh, this is huge. So if you haven't seen this and plan to, this is, I very rarely do I do multiple spoiler warnings in an episode, and I'm really nailing it in this time, so you have no one to blame but yourself. Hello? I'm spoiling things. Hello there. Listen to me. Or don't, actually. Uh, John Lithgow killed Dexter's wife. What? Rita. Played by Miss Julie Benz, who you may know from Buffy. Um, yeah. Just sort of mind-blowing. Didn't... I, I thought that John Lithgow would come after Dexter's family, and they would be sort of in peril, but I did not see death. It's just sort of mind-blowing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Am I speechless? No. I'm going to talk about it. So, uh, what happened in this season is basically John Lithgow played a serial killer and one of the most, I don't want to say proficient, but yeah, perhaps that's a way to say it, uh, had killed hundreds of people and would always do it in... They called him the Trinity Killer because it was believed he always killed in threes. Uh, he actually, we find out eventually, he always kills in fours, so I guess that would make him the quadruple lead killer? Yeah? doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Uh, and he had been doing these quadruple murders on and off for 30 years uh, without ever getting caught. Oh, shit. So good at what he did. Uh, came up finally against Dexter. Dexter sort of befriended his alter ego because he had sort of a, uh, a normal family life. Befriended him and for most of the season, until the second last episode, thought his name was Kyle, thought he was just some dude, basically, uh, until the second last episode where he shows up at Dexter's work, sort of uh, figured it out, kind of, along the way. Then you know it's on. It's on, like, perhaps Donkey Kong. Um, Dexter captures him, but then through sort of a series of unfortunate events, um, is not able to sort of fulfill his killing of him. During that time period, we don't know until the very last scene, he obviously, this is where he killed Dexter's wife and left his baby and a sort of a pool of blood, his, his own mother's blood, which, if you know, sort of is how Dexter was found by his adoptive father. So kind of coming around full circle. Sort of on that note, uh, Dexter's sister, Deborah, uh, has learned sort of of Dexter's past, just kind of so far as he was found in a pool of blood, uh, and that Dexter's brother was the ice truck killer from, that was season one, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe that was season one. So Dexter's brother was also a serial killer who tricked Deborah uh, and also married her. <laughs> or did they get married? Or I think they did get married. Yeah, they did too. So she now knows that they were brothers 
she's she's confronted Dexter with this. Uh, I don't really know what the sort of how that is gonna like what's gonna come of that. It just seems okay. Well, this happened. Let's move on, right? I I don't really get it. What the big big deal is? It's not as if she knows. It's not as if she knows that Dexter knew his brother was the serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why it seems like it's not a huge deal, especially with all this other shit going down. So, why don't, because I have to stop and get some coffee into me, because I'm Dog's High Boss, uh, why don't I just leave it with this thought? Moving into Season 5, um, my main sort of, I guess, curiosity right now is the fact that Dexter's wife is dead in a bathtub with just friggin' blood everywhere. He has found her in this state and is covered in her blood uh, with his baby in his arms and there's no way that any one is going to at least possibly tr- uh, I don't know how to say this uh, at least possibly think the possibility exists that he did it like the, that you always look at the husband right no matter what so all right that's uh that is that I will be back for the second show in a moment. (laughs) Editing. 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 On the road again. Road again. Road again. Okay, so one item down, one item to go. Um, Item the second is an episode of The Nerdist, the Season 2 finale. You know what? I should say that I'm pretty sure it's the Season 2 finale. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, well. It's not uh, things such as The Nerdist that do not have a plot, per se, that are not a story-driven show. Um, You could say any episode's the season finale, basically, really when you think about it. But don't think about it. Think about this. Guest number one on the show was Seth Rogen. And, um, oh shit. Evan Gobb? (laughs) Did I read my own writing correctly? I don't remember. Uh, They have a movie that just came out called This Is The End. Looks friggin' awesome. Uh, I've heard a little bit about it and wanted to see it, but after this interview with Seth Rogen and Mr. Gobb, (laughs) I hope that's right, Uh, I really want to see it, because what I didn't realize of this movie is that uh, all the actors you see within it, well, I don't know if it's all, but yeah, let's just say that for ease sake, uh, all the actors within it are playing themselves, or I guess perhaps more accurately, uh, sort of exaggerated versions of themselves. So, I like that fact very, very much. And I think it will equal comedies. Uh, I think the story is kind of, they're, they're all at a big party or a, some sort of party, yeah. And then an apocalypse of some sort happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, if you if you've listened to many of these podcast episodes of this one that I am speaking on right now, called the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicles Podcast, you will know I love post-apocalyptic and apocalyptic shit. Um, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, my favorite video games. 
easy for me to say that. Like, no hesitation whatsoever saying that. Favorite book? Harder for me to say because I kind of rotate books in and out of my top five, but uh, a book called Swan Song by Robert McCannon, uh, I forget his last name, and also The Stand by Stephen King, which are two uh, post-apocalyptic books that are very, very similar to one another. Favorite TV show? Mm, Doctor Who, which there's times on Doctor Who where he's in so far in the future that it is post-apocalypse, technically. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and favorite movie with post-apocalyptic? I don't know, maybe this one. Hey, you never know. Uh, it looked really good, and definitely we'll see it, and bring it back on a movie Monday. Uh, next he had on guest Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis, just a combination of super, super funny, and always makes me wonder if he is sort of constantly acting or in character because he has a sort of awkwardness about him that if he is, uh, for lack of a better word, faking this awkwardness, he's one of the greatest actors ever. <laughs> I think he may be, in reality, just sort of a very kind of awkward, almost shy person. Uh, I suppose it could make sense. Yeah, some of the things he said over the years that I have heard him say kind of maybe lead me to believe that is a true fact. Like, he will come into L.A. and whatever and film shit, but then always go back to, like, his uh, place in South Carolina, sort of, from the sounds of it, kind of in the boondocks a little bit, and that's where he likes to be. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the story a story came up that uh, apparently Chris Hardwick and... Oh, I should maybe just say host Chris Hardwick and co-host Jonah Ray and... Matt Myra were there as usual. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Uh, a story sort of came up, well, that A, uh, Zach Galifianakis and Chris Hardwick have known each other for very many years. <laughs> but one of the sort of funny stories from their knowing one another is that uh, once at a party a long, long time ago, oh, uh, maybe just on that note, I should mention that Chris Hardwick used to be mm, a drinker. Could you go as far as to say an alcoholic? I think perhaps you could, actually, and no longer drinks. So at this party, uh, Bjork was there. Yes, that Bjork. No, not that other Bjork. The Bjork. And apparently, Chris Hardwick tried unsuccessfully multiple times to uh, pick her up. And I don't mean literally pick her up. I mean try to, to, to hit on her. And I don't mean that literally either. These are very strange things to do literally. I mean, figuratively try to get her in the sack. Although, maybe that one I do mean literally. Maybe he wanted her in, in a sack. Ah, oh, I, I have confused myself here. <laughs> she said Zach, uh, Zach Galifianakis was kind of watching in horror as this was going down. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think he said he even recorded a video of it sort of happening and the embarrassment that it was. Yeah, yeah. They tend, on this show, to play a game. Hmm. It's not the same game every time, but this one they have played. It's called BBCNet. Uh, I should mention, that's a good place as any to mention, this show is on BBC America. If you, like me, live in Canada, you can watch it on the Space Channel website. Lovely 
Thank you very much for doing that. I always try to give props because this show and Doctor Who, they both put up there. Uh, and I don't know where else I would be able to watch them if it wasn't for them. So thank you for that. Uh, BBC It is a version of the... There's a board game called Seen It, which is like a movie-related board game. Uh, what it is, and it's pretty funny, pretty pretty very funny even, uh, they have, they'll have a board with six different titles on it, and the guests will have to guess whether the titles are of actual BBC shows or made up by Jonah Ray and Matt Myra. And <laughs> they are... Quite often, it's a bit of a coin toss, because some... I, I didn't know this existed, but some of the shit that has been on the air in Britain is just mind-boggling crazy. Did I, did I write one down? No, I didn't. But there was one um, involving gnomes. Something, something like a live-action show in which gnomes actually exist. Uh, yeah, gnomes. Uh, they did something on this episode, which I'm not sure if they've ever done before, which is took a clip from the podcast, the Nerdist podcast, a clip of Miss uh, Jenna Louise Coleman. I actually f- uh, just watched a little bit of that section because I listened to the actual podcast, so with stuff I already heard before. She is goddamn a little cutie sexy pie. Yeah. Whoa, fucking Jesus Christ. Almost just died. It is, uh, just on that note of me almost dying, it is incredibly foggy out. Like, I can barely see. Probably should not be driving this fast. Uh, would have been fine, but some idiot, who also cannot see, decided it would be a good time to cut cut across the road right in front of me. So he almost died, perhaps I should say. I would have plowed right through the bastard in my TARDIS car. Chris Hardwick? devotes a section of his show to um, some stand-up comedy. He will give a pretty good section, considering this is TV, and every every second is worth thousands of dollars. Uh, so in this case, Miss Natasha Leggero got up and spoke. She is very, very funny. I've heard of her stand-up before, and I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I am at work. So, I have to stop talking, but um, I only had a few more things to say. It was just about Natasha's stand-up routine, let's call it. Because I did not have time to talk about it, why don't you head on over and watch it for yourself? Hey, it's like a tease I did. It's like I meant to do it. Yeah, yeah, I meant to do that. Mm -hmm. That's true. It is not a lie. Not a falsehood. I will say, as I do, every goddamn time, but it is nice. To be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicalist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you.
You've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.